Blog Talk Radio. Hi, it's Mo, and you are listening to Sex, Love, and Rock and Roll Radio, a weekly podcast dedicated to sex, dating, and relationships that are outside of the box, non-normative, and designed to inspire you to live more authentically and by your own rules. By breaking down myths and looking at social constructs, my goal is to inspire you to have a better, safer, more informed sex, dating, and love life. No rock unturned. Now that is rock and roll. Hello and welcome back. I'm your host, Mo. And today I have a very special guest. Um, David and I used to work together at a tech startup. And, you know, several years ago, I think about 18 years ago, if I did the math correctly. Um, Anyway, a few weeks ago, David messaged me to tell me that he had gotten divorced um, from his wife of 23 years, and he was finally coming out as bisexual. And so I wanted to do an episode on it. Coming out is exciting. It's a lot of fun. It can feel quite liberating, but it's also very scary. And the decision to do so, the decision, the decision to come out can also be a quite harrowing journey. So today, David is going to share his journey with us. Are you there, David? I'm here, Mo. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Oh, a little nervous, but uh, good to talk to you again. Yeah, it's great to talk to you again. It is nerve-wracking. It's, um, first of all, it's scary to come out, but to come out on sort of like a public forum um, like this, I, I imagine, is, is really scary. Uh, kind of why I wanted to do it, you know, go big or go home. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I think it's really important um, to, to go big and, and or go home because um, one thing that I do want to talk about today is how coming out is um, an ongoing process. In other words, you come out once, you know, maybe you come out to a friend and then maybe you come out to a coworker, or maybe you come out, you know, to an, you know, aunt or uncle, but it's a process that never ends. And with each coming out, you kind of have to go through the whole journey again sometimes, which could potentially be a a traumatic journey, right? Yeah, it can can be um, a bit of a, it can be of a roller coaster experience. That's what I'm finding out now. Um, Yeah, because I had come out to a few friends um, before, like you said, and then, uh, uh, quite publicly to a big group uh, just a few weeks ago. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, there's, there's still some people who know, still some people who don't. And, and it, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's like doing it all over again when you, uh, when you talk to time. a group of people that you haven't talked to before. Yeah. Right. And not knowing what they're, um, how they're going to react and how they're going to respond. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's some... uh, that's definitely a big part of it. I'm trying not to, you know, take that, uh, you know, too much into account as to whether or not they approve. Um, mm-hmm. I I really don't care about most people's approval in this. Um, what I am concerned about is is potentially hurting someone else, which I do not want to do. Someone who, uh, you know, maybe we had a mutual acquaintance or something like that, and and they are not mm-hmm. ready to come out. Um, so uh-huh. I 
you know, that that's an area where I'm not quite sure how to navigate. I have to tread lightly there. Right, right. You know, um, you know, kind of piggybacking on that, you just don't know how people like are going to respond. And some people are going to be really excited and proud of it, proud of you and proud to be sort of acquainted. And some people Mm -hmm. might that some people that you don't even, you know, expect some people that you expect are going to be like totally accepting might be like, hmm, you know, so you, you really learn, I think, in this process, who people are, right? Who people in your life are and have been. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, wanna, I want you to give us a little background. So, I, as I sure. mentioned, I knew you about 18 years ago um, mm-hmm. at the tech startup that we worked at together. And back then you were married with your first child on the way. First um, child on the way. So, That's I guess correct. like. Yeah, and and now you have two kids, right? That's correct. And so when did you know that you were attracted to both men and women? Because back then you were married to a woman. Correct. Did you know at that time? Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, Probably since, I mean, as far back as I can remember, uh, my first couple Mm -hmm. of sexual experiences were with other men. Um, mm-hmm. you know, which, which I really enjoyed. And, uh, then I was with a woman too, uh, you know, after that, probably about the you know, third one or fourth one, something like that. And I thought, mm-hmm. oh, Hey, mm-hmm. it's pretty good too. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, pretty much all my life. Okay. So starting when you were with at, like a teenager, you had yeah, like a experiences teenager back in high school. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. And, it, and you, you know, it started it, out having experiences. Sorry, yeah, with, with, with other guys, and it was, um, I mean, it was actually uh, even more accessible that way because when you, you know, go over to a friend's house and just spend the night, um, mm-hmm. nobody thinks much of it, you know, if, if they're you know, the same gender. Um, but, uh, yeah, those are, those are some of my very first experiences. Okay, so you've known for quite a while. So, mm-hmm. as we just mentioned, coming out is this ongoing process. Um, can you just tell us a little bit about yours? Um, you know, you're, well, you're, you said you're 50 now, and you decided to come yeah. out now. So I would love to hear about, it's been many years, you know, your your journey a little bit. Um, yeah, there's there's been a lot of other um, personal stuff going on in my life. My, my uh, uh, son has had some addiction problems, um, obviously the separation with my wife. Um, a lot of other things, and I just wanted one thing off my plate. Uh, I just felt I'm I'm tired of hiding this. Uh, you know, when when you hear that your your son is dealing with addictions, um, it it kind of puts a lot of other things into perspective. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I just felt it wasn't. You know, it 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 shouldn't be a cause of shame in my life to feel the way I want to feel. And I just wanted to say, Hey, this is me. Um, I've got other shit to deal with. This isn't going to be one of them anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. So I guess the million dollar question is what mm-hmm. prevented you from coming out all of these years? Uh, Worrying about what other people would think. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, being um, uh, l- like I said, most of my other partners are still 
in the closet um, and and aren't ready to. So uh, also being judicious and not wanting to uh, wanting to out anybody else. Um, you know, we we have okay. um, we have mutual friends. So if I mm-hmm. were to come out publicly in those circles, that might raise some eyebrows for some of their wives. I see. So you you did mention that to me, but I don't know that you actually mentioned it on the air yet, um, that most of your partners are also married in, yes. like, heterosexual relationships. Okay. Yes. And so a lot of them probably have families, wives, things of that nature. Um, families, wives, and, and kids, so this yes. makes it Okay. So this makes it a precarious situation for them. They're all doing mm-hmm. this sort of on the down low. Right. Correct. That that's correct. Okay. And, uh, okay. I I used to travel a lot for uh, business, um, and a lot of them mm-hmm. too. So uh, it would, uh, you know, the hookups would be, you know, whenever we happen to be in the same city, um, okay. or you know, if uh, you know, you know, basically whenever we could use uh, business travel as kind of a cover. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they're all living secret, secretively very much the same way that you had been for the last 30-some years. Yes, absolutely. Okay, and how do they feel about you coming out? Um, like I mentioned, one was a little bit nervous. He didn't want me to promote it um, uh, that much within the group that I, that I initially uh, announced this to because He's he's not a member of that mm-hmm. group, but a friend of his is, and it actually got uh, got back to him that way, and it it made him a little nervous, and he asked me not to uh, not to go on and promote it too much within that circle. So, you know, I I mm-hmm. respected that. I'm I'm trying. Like I said, this this is you know my journey. I don't want to uh, I don't want to uh, endanger anybody else's relationships. Um, mm-hmm. you know, they'll they'll make their own decision when and if the time is ready for them. Right. Right. I mean, I think that's, that's really all you can do. I think that you have to be, um, you have to own your journey and, um, you know, I, I guess I wonder if these, if these people are somewhat envious of you being able to do this, I'm sure they're probably scared. Like if, he did if, say he was, he did say he was, he said uh-huh. he wished he could do that. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so waiting till you were till till the age you are, which is fifty, um, 50. allowed you to, to allowed you to sort of raise your kids, um, mm-hmm. and then split up from your wife. Did right. you have any sort of idea that this is what would be happening, or that you you wanted to come out with this, or did it all of a sudden just occur to you that you needed to? Like, no, was it, was, it, it was it was all that. of a sudden. It wasn't um, you know it wasn't anything I planned. It was really just all of a sudden, just uh, you know, a lot of like I said, a lot of really bad news all at once. A lot of bad things happening, and um, this just seemed to me like it would be liberating to not have to hide this one thing anymore. Just mm-hmm. get this out of the way, be done with it, and and you know. It, like I mm-hmm. said, after uh, after the news about my son, this seemed a lot less intimidating. After the news about your son having some sort of issues? Having addiction issues, yeah. Okay, okay. 
Um, okay, I feel like I'm jumping around a little bit, but I have so many questions that I want to get them all in before <laughs> time runs out. <laughs> okay, um, so something I was just thinking about, like when you, so all of your friends are in heterosexual marriages and are relationships and they have kids. So they're pretty much like living this very, you know, like heteronormative life, lifestyle. Mm-hmm. How did you guys discover you know, like, I feel like in the gay community, you know, people wear different colors, you know, bracelets and whatnot to, you know, I'm a top, uh-huh. I'm a bottom, I'm, I, you know, I like butt play. How did you know that these, these men could be potential partners for you? Um, I mean, how did you guys discover one another if you're all in heterosexual relationships? Um. Some of them um, I, I had known for years. They, you know, they, they'd been uh, uh, friends for a long time, and they just kind of, uh, you, know, you know, took a risk. Um, mm-hmm. um, that that's primarily where I've, I've met my other partners have been, uh, you know, people that I had a, uh, a friendship with before, uh, before mm-hmm. having a sexual okay. relationship with them. Um, um, some of them have gone on you know they go on uh, craigslist whenever they travel uh and just you know and and look for uh hookups in the area they you know they use a pseudonym and when they're out of their area they uh there's a lot less risk of running into someone you know so they're you know a lot more open about that that's how they do it um you know, personally that's not me i usually have a personal connection with these people first mm-hmm Okay, so um, you, it sounds like you took some risks in putting yourself out there with some of your close friends, and they responded by saying, yes, I'm interested as well. Yes, exactly. Okay, that's pretty cool. Did did you ever get rejected when you did that? Uh, In other words, were there friends that that you approached that were like, "Uh, no, David, I'm not into that? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there were. Uh, yeah, there were there were definitely several of those. Uh, I don't think it ever ended a friendship, though. Um, you know, okay. it uh, it was just yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not not interested. And it's like okay, cool. We'll just finish our beer. <laughs> okay, okay, cool. Uh, you know, one thing that we didn't mention on the air that I think is probably worth mentioning and very important because you mm-hmm. and your wife did have an open relationship. So. Um, oh, yeah. While yes, she did. didn't know that you were necessarily like hooking up with men, you were allowed mm-hmm. to go outside of the relationship. Um, yes. And so, so in a sense, uh, at least for you, this wasn't this wasn't necessarily cheating. It was just sort of um, uh, because I, I you and your wife felt had a little a guilty about it because yeah, although we did have an open okay. relationship, we hadn't talked, we hadn't addressed that subject specifically. Um, right. So when I did tell her, she was a little surprised, but very supportive. Okay. I mean, it sounds like you and your we wife shared, we, had a don't. Uh huh. Sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, it sounds like you and your wife had a don't ask, don't tell um, open relationship where you would hook up with other people, but you didn't necessarily disclose um, the details about who you were hooking up with. We didn't necessarily disclose the details. Um, if I knew about it, uh, if I knew about it in advance, at least with the, you know that I was going to meet up with another woman, I would tell her about that in advance. Um, mm-hmm. 
you know, there, there, you know, there wasn't like, uh, you know, uh, monthly status meetings or anything like that, but we kept each other pretty well informed. Okay. So it was in a sense keeping a secret from her because you kept each other informed, but you kept this per this particular aspect this one, of it out. Uh, yeah. I kept, I kept this one out of the loop. Yeah. I kept this one private. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. So, I mean, that's, that's a lot of, um, you know, information. I, you know, I, it's, I think it's important because I do a lot of work around non-monogamy and open relationships. And I think it's important for people to hear um, that mm-hmm. having open relationships, particularly in, in heterosexual and heterosexual marriages um, can work. And they, it sounds like you and your wife were able to do it uh, for many years successfully. Um, even though you yeah, held it, it, it worked for 23 now. years of marriage and our, uh, you know, mm-hmm. our separation had nothing to do with, with that. Okay. Okay. Um, and so, you know, I, and it's also the other thing to, to talk about is that, you know, even in non-monogamous relationships, there potentially can be some secrecy. I think we, in my work, I strive to encourage people to have like ethical non-monogamy, which is like complete transparency and complete honesty. And, um, but mm-hmm. in this situation, it feels like because you were, protecting the identity of others as well, um, that coming out was sort of like delayed because of that. It was, it, 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 it made it more difficult. It made me, you know, think twice about it (laughs) more than twice for 50 years. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm so excited for you. So, um, you know, something that um, is, is curious for me is are mm-hmm. you, I mean, it sounds like you've only been in, like, public relationships with women. You know, your wife of 23 years, I think then mm-hmm. you mentioned that a, a, you dated another woman. Would you openly date a man at this point? Um, yeah, I, uh, I would if, uh, you know, if the relationship is right. Um, it, mm-hmm. uh, I, would, I would openly date somebody of, uh, of either gender, yeah. Okay. Awesome. And so I guess um, what do you see as maybe some hurdles for you or concerns um, that you might still have about coming out? Um, not sure how my, uh, my kids would take it. Um, I, mm-hmm. my, my older son um, is, mm-hmm. is actually a bit homophobic. He makes a lot of uh, gay bashing jokes and stuff like that. So uh I'm not mm-hmm. sure how he's going to react uh, to, you know, to finding out that his father is bisexual. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that, that, uh, yeah, I, I really don't know at what point it becomes something that I tell him because I don't, you know, I don't discuss, you know, my dating life with him, um, you know, really at all. So I, I, mm-hmm. I just don't know when that comes up. Um, so, mm-hmm. but I'm a little, I'm a little anxious about that one. Right. Right. I mean, do you talk openly with your son about his dating life? Uh, he likes to brag about it to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I, I don't ask him for specifics, but, uh, you know, uh, he does, uh, you know, 
Yeah. <laughs> they shout like, hey, Dad, I'm out of condoms. Can you drive me down to the store? <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. Interesting. <laughs> interesting. Okay. Um, and what about what about calling him out when he's homophobic? Would you feel comfortable doing that? Oh, yeah, I do that. Or maybe you already yeah, have. I, yeah, I, I, I already have. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's just the, the clique of friends that he's with or um, I don't know. Maybe he's saying I have no idea. Um, you know, maybe what, what's the Shakespeare line? He thinks he does protest too much. Um, yep. hundred percent. I don't know. And the addiction Right, the addiction stuff could be covering up of something. I mean, not saying that that's what it is, but you know, it's always possible that there's some discomfort around it. And yeah, you coming out know. to, yeah, you coming out to your son. I know it's really scary. Uh, and I'm just gonna put this out there. Um, might actually be really, you know, positive for him um, in terms of growth, um, in terms of mm-hmm. dealing with this. And you know, it's really hard to say. It sounds like he's dealing with some other stuff right now, so. Obviously, tread lightly. Um, you don't want to jar him in any in any way. Yeah, what? Well, because he's um, he's actually at a live-in rehab facility right now. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe I will talk with his counselor about that first. Hmm. See could what be something. Thinks. Yeah, that could be. A, yeah. Yeah, that could be a great way to approach it. Um, so, what's next? What's next for David? What's next on the agenda? Are you um, <laughs> going on dating apps? <laughs> Are you, you know, what do you, what does David want? If David could do anything next, now that you're have started this coming out process, which, mm-hmm. you know, I just have to throw out there, like starting it is the hardest thing. Um, but, but with, with a caveat that people often think, oh, well, once you start it, it's going to be so easy, but people often start with the easy spots. Right, leaving the the very difficult coming out yeah. for, for for later, if ever. Um, mm-hmm. So while it can be liberating, it also can be a little bit jarring because now you've got like two separate groups of people: some that know, some that don't know. Um, right. So I just I want to preface like it is it is not a linear journey by any means. Yeah, um, no, it's yes, and, it, it, and it's not a it's not a one time thing. It's not a switch that you throw once and all of a sudden it's done. Um, yeah, like you said, it's something you have to keep doing again. I I I don't know. Uh, looking for you, you know, friendships, fun relationships, laughs um, from you know whoever I connect with. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, no, I have been on a uh-huh. couple of dating apps. Okay, cool. Now, do you still identify as non-monogamous as well? Uh, I'm open to that. It it kind of depends on if my new partner would be too. Um, if it's something mm-hmm. that we both agree both agree upon, then sure. Um, mm-hmm. they, if if that would make them uncomfortable, um, you know, and the relationship was at the right stage, I would I would be comfortable with a monogamous relationship as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think important to add here, too, that um, non-monogamous, identifying as non-monogamous doesn't necessarily mean that you can't be monogamous. Monogamy, choosing monogamy is a choice, um, and we Mm -hmm. get to do, decide whether we want to be monogamous or not, and when we make that decision, we can wholeheartedly commit to somebody. Um, 
and all you know, and always keep the option of non-monogamy potentially on the table. Right. I think that and, big... and talking to some other people who have been on some of the same dating apps that I've been on, some of them are also open to non-monogamous relationships, but they don't put that on their profile uh, because they get flooded with offers for hookups. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and they're still looking for a relationship, ready. not just a one-night stand. But once you once you right. put that on a dating site, everybody thinks you're you're uh, you know you're just there looking for sex. Yeah, you're promiscuous that you're just hooking up. Yeah, right. That's interesting. I think um, our society's not ready to accept that non-monogamy is an actual sort of like ethical, well thought out mm-hmm. choice um, that people make and uh, that people do um, in loving relationships. You know, there's this I idea agree. that oh, there must there must be some lack of love in there somewhere for people to be doing that. Right. Right. Okay. Awesome. And the other thing, you know, like myths around bisexuality, which you and I didn't talk about very much, but you know, which I think is is hugely prevalent in our society that bisexual people are promiscuous, um, just like non-monogamous people. And how can a bisexual person be monogamous? You know, aren't they missing out on something? Um, and maybe our bisexuals just, <laughs> just really horny people that want to keep their options, you know, wide open. Like these are some myths that bi people have. I don't to, think so. I think, I think that's with. a totally. I think that's a totally different thing. I think you'll meet people who run the gamut of of the spectrum, um, you know, both ways. People who you know want to go out and you know have a different hookup every night, and people who want to have, you know, one or two or three, you know, a, a small group of people who they feel really intimate and comfortable with. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's not monogamy, but they don't necessarily want to expand it beyond that. It, it, now that you're mentioning it, 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 it draws a lot of parallels for me uh, for, for you know, many, many years ago when, when I came out as an atheist. Um, and, mm. uh, I'll, you know, because I was raised in a, in a very conservative Christian home. And uh, that caused mm-hmm. a lot of waves. And, and, you know, even today, a lot of people think, well, if you're an atheist, then you worship the devil. They're like, no. <laughs> no, you're not getting it. Right. <laughs> I don't believe yeah, in anything a, supernatural. The devil is a supernatural entity as well, which I also don't believe in. So, no. Right. Like, and, it's and, believing in the devil is the as how, well. How, like, a yeah, actually and how can you possibly be, <laughs> have any morality if you don't believe in a god? Like, right. Well, right. <laughs> Right. Have you ever or read values. the Bible? <laughs> Have you ever actually read <laughs> the Bible? It's pretty right. bad. <laughs> right. I would love to talk to you more. I mean, we have a couple minutes left, and, like, do you feel like um, religion and your upbringing played a role in, in, your, in your choices and maybe in your inability to come out or deciding to come out so late? Um, I don't think so, because I came out as an atheist as a teenager. Um, okay. So I, I think so I got that out of the way pretty time. early. Yeah, okay. I, I, I think I got that one out of the way pretty early. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't think that was a hindrance at all. Okay, but you did make a conscious choice to, to tell your parents and to tell everyone, "I'm an atheist. I don't believe in your, I don't believe in your God." Correct. Yeah. Or any gods. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. And and so that, that I would, one I, I faced a lot more rejection for than I have for this. Really? Yes. Okay. It's pretty taboo to be to come out as atheist. It, I, I would uh, say. I think you're, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It it can be, especially if your uh, your family is very tight knit with the church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That would make sense. It, it would be. It would be like, oh my gosh, your son is an atheist. What do you do? Right. What are you oh, doing yeah, over there? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> what did you do wrong? What did you do wrong? Yeah. yeah. So, a lot um, of parallels. Well, thank. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, well, thank you so much, David. We're like almost out of time here, so I don't want to. Well, I don't want you to get cut off. But um, if you know, if we get a lot of, you know, interest in maybe discussing the religious aspect of it, I don't know if you're open to that. Maybe we can do a follow-up. Okay. A follow-up and talk more about um, your coming out as atheists, because I think that's a really, really interesting topic. Like, I feel like most atheists are atheists in this sort of like, don't ask, don't tell sort of way. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, like most sex, I would say most sex therapists and sex psychologists and stuff are definitely um everybody's evolutionary you focus on evolution and non-monogamy is obviously something that mm-hmm. has been studied as being you know evolutionary so that's all that all goes against the religious grain so yeah um, but does. no one's out there ca- you know calling themselves atheists so i think it's really interesting anyway um thank you so much david for coming um on the air with me this is a very important episode and I think people are going to get a lot of, um, a lot out of it. And I hope it really helps someone in the future. Thank you, Mo. I really hope so too. It's, it's, it's been a pleasure talking with you. Awesome. Well, I will talk to you soon and I'll, I'll be in touch about maybe doing another episode in the future about the atheist stuff. Sounds good. I'll look for your message. Okay, cool. Take care. Bye, David.